Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? What you doing, building rockets now or something? Yeah, dude, I got my SpaceX hat on. Got your black t-shirt, SpaceX hat. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk Jr. I wore this on uh, Monday because I thought that SLS rocket was going to be launching on Monday, and I wanted to wear my SpaceX hat in support, but even better... Uh, didn't launch on Monday, which... What's SLS? That's that Artemis thing that NASA is Oh, the moon to... thing. Yeah, yeah. The that one... got delayed. <laughs> yeah, it's There's been... There's no way. It's been delayed since 2017. So <laughs> it's going to end up costing... The program's going to end up costing $93 billion when they ended up putting a, a $10 billion budget on it to start with, I believe. Mm. And they still haven't done anything. Not reusable. And... Um, so when is that thing going to launch now? Well, I think they're saying possibly Saturday if they get their act together on the recent problems. And uh, this, I, Do I they talked have about, like an O-ring problem. No, okay. So they had these four engines, and one of them didn't work, and it just didn't. It just didn't fire. Couldn't get it going. And it's really funny. On Monday, I talked about this quote from a 2014 article from the designer of the uh, SLS rocket who was talking smack about SpaceX because the Falcon 9 Heavy uses 27 engines. And he said that that was too complicated. Too many things can go wrong when you're using 27. It's better just to use four. And then they go to launch this thing, and they can only get three out of four working. <laughs> and Falcon Heavy is launched uh, seven times now, I believe. So it's <laughs> pretty funny. Hey, what's up, it everyone? It is the most powerful rocket, though. It is, yeah. It is the most powerful, yeah. uh, but the uh, Falcon Heavy, I think, is just below it, like just below it, and it's uh, reusable, and it costs them somewhere between five hundred million and seven hundred and fifty million to develop it, and so far this one's in the tens, twenties of billions of dollars and hasn't gotten off the ground yet. Mm. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about rockets and life, liberty, and the pursuit of uh, rocketry. 
And Nate sucks Elon's. Hey, I'm an Elon fanboy. I'll admit it. I'm amazed by the stuff that this guy is able to put together. And I do enjoy his extremely juvenile and immature tweets on a, on a daily basis. This is White Pill Wednesday. And as usual, it's really hard to find good things that are going on in today's world. And I went through we have Good News Network and Human Progress and all those websites and ended up just having to settle on a couple of things that Costco had put in the group last week. So well, unfortunately, we're going to just to, to black pill us before we get to some white pills. We're going backwards in all the what used to be white pills before the pandemic, where we were, you know, we halved world poverty and mm -hmm. ending starvation and all that. And this winter's looking pretty grim for some folks. Winter and is coming. It's yes. I you know, I think Europe's gonna have a big problem on their hands, not just with cost of things. I think it's also going to be a, a massive migration problem. If uh, Russia decides to shut off that pipeline in the middle of winter, just to stick it to them, stuff's going to get real bad. And, uh, you know, I hate it. I hate it for them. But, Would that um, be an act of war, you think? Kind of an act of war, I guess. But no, I mean, they can shut off the pipeline if they want to, I guess. That's what you get. Yep. When you partner with uh, Russia on stuff. Hey, uh, let's talk about this very first thing. This is not a white pill, but I just have to mention there's been this consistent problem uh, with Donald Trump, former president of the United States, that uh, he cannot stop saying things on social media. And at this point, his lawyers have got to. We used to joke around about how someone needed to create a fake Twitter and put it on his phone to make him think that he was actually tweeting things. And now it turns out same thing really needs to be done with truth social uh, at the same time. Well, this picture came out um, of these documents that the FBI just kind of threw around on the floor. And then this picture uh, leaked out top secret documents. You see they were in fact there. Well, this is kill Donald Trump's not helping himself any, and he really needs to. Uh, here's the bad news. I think they're I, I, I actually think if they want to, they're going to put him in jail. I'm, I'm calling it. I, I am calling it. I think they're going to put him in jail. So he says, terrible way the FBI, during the raid of Mar-a-Lago, threw documents haphazardly all over the floor, perhaps pretending it was me that did it, and then started taking pictures of them for the public to see. Thought they wanted them kept secret. That is a, a you know, funny point. And he says, Luckily, uh, lucky I declassified. He's destroying some of his legal arguments, and he is admitting that he knew that they were there uh, he declassified all of them, but and that he did know that he took them and that those were, in fact, there in his closet or wherever it was. And uh, he's not exactly helping himself out not, when it comes uh, to trial. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. He could still say that the FBI planted those. Why would he just say, well, it's a good thing I declassified those documents in that photo? Because he was just saying, thought they wanted them kept secret. Lucky I declassified. Declassified? He They're not even his. But he said, perhaps pretending it was me that, that <laughs> did it, you know? Listen, um, I do, I'm, just, I'm just holding true that I don't I just, think he's helping himself. I any. don't think this would hold water, in my opinion, mm. uh, in, a, in a court to be like, well, see, he admitted. He didn't admit, admit anything in there. He didn't admit nothing. We will see. The court will be fun to watch, I guess. And everyone, I, I want everyone on the right that's listening who's real big Trump supporters, I need everyone to start coming to grips with the fact that there is a high likelihood he's going to go to jail. I need everyone to start accepting that fact before stuff gets really crazy. I hope. Right? 
I hope he wins the presidency from jail. <laughs> if he, if he runs from jail, he'll get a lot of votes and he'll probably destroy, you know, whoever the other nominees are. I mean, he'll end up putting the Democrat in power, whoever it is. Okay. Anyway, I was going to do this first one because um, I already read up on it some. And so I'm just going to go on with Costco. Thank you for sending over a couple articles. This is from last week, but we hadn't mentioned it yet. A federal judge in Texas uh, is striking down the ban on 18 to 20 year olds carrying handguns in public. That's a win. That's a win. How about that? This is from CNN. Federal judges ruled that a Texas law that bans people ages 18 to 20 from carrying handguns in public is unconstitutional saying the restriction is inconsistent with the Second Amendment and U.S. history. The decision follows a transformational Supreme Court ruling in June in which significantly expanded gun owners' rights to carry firearms outside the home and raise the threshold that authorities must meet when defending gun restrictions. District Court judge stated that the Texas restriction on law-abiding 18-20 year-olds is inconsistent with the Constitution because the Second Amendment itself does not state an age restriction and minors were part of state militias that existed in the formative years of American history. So why do we have 18 then? <laughs> they didn't mention any ages. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> and he said minors. He even said minors were part of yeah. state militias. So I guess there shouldn't be any age limits on it then. Yeah. Okay, this uh, this thing, we talked about this a little bit, but they've officially shut this uh, shut this guy down, Chuck. So here's the second white pill. The DHS officially shuts down disinformation board after long time pause. The Department of Homeland Security is shutting down the disinformation governance board more than three months after announcing a pause on the board's work. Now, keep in mind, this could mean that they're just moving it behind the curtain. I'm just going to change the name. Okay. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas made the announcement in a statement on Wednesday. The department welcomes the recommendations of Homeland Security Advisory Council, which has concluded that countering disinformation that threatens the homeland and providing the public with accurate information and response is critical to fulfilling the department's missions. Nina Jankowicz, an author and expert on disinformation. I didn't know that you could be an expert. Yeah, well, she identifies as one okay. at least. Resigned as the board's executive director following the group's pause. Quote, I shudder to think about if free speech um, absolutists, sorry, free speech absolutists were taking over more platforms, what that would look like for the marginalized communities. <laughs> Jankowicz shared in a recent NPR interview. I shudder to think about if free, she, free speech abolition, I can't talk today. No. She basically is saying that she's scared of having unfettered free speech yeah and how damaging that could be to my marginalized communities and therefore we've got to we got to do something because people saying things is so horrible which is why we can't have the dgb uh they they are not something that our government needs to be taking any type of they they do not need to be deciding what the truth is fighting what they consider to be misinformation uh, we, I mean, geez, just look over the last little bit coming out about that whole Hunter Biden thing and uh, all the stuff about the uh, Biden diary, which no one's going to talk about, apparently. And COVID and the and, Wuhan and lab. Everything. No, we do not need the Ministry of Truth out there telling us what is true and what is not. And uh, it's a good thing that they shut it down. And what I want everyone, the white pill here to remember is that they shut this down because the people out there 
really took them the task over this and they saw that people were not cool with it. And there was a nice disinformation campaign created calling it the ministry of truth. And so they ended up figuring out that they're going to have to rebrand this as something else. And when that pops up, we're going to have to be against that one as well, but you got to remain vigilant and you got to speak out. Mm -hmm. And so that's a win right there for, for white pill Wednesday. Here's one pertaining to climate change. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, do what I've done. Call the only precious metals dealers I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 866-709-3080. That's 866-709-3080. Or text GML for Good Morning Liberty to 998-899. That's GML to 998-899. Or call 866-709-3080. Zero or text GML to 998-899, and there's a link in the show notes. A couple things are going to go along with uh, with this. This is actually the last white pill, but um, you know we're always looking at really cool things uh, that are you know solutions to climate change or solutions to the perceived threats of all the climate change. Humans are really good at adapting to problems and finding ways to uh, stay alive over time. We're we're getting better and better at that. And that's something everyone... In fact, almost, that's almost like it's our whole purpose, is to <laughs> solve problems. It's what we've been doing this whole time. So I thought this was really cool from Wire Magazine. The giant sprinkler system, which can protect cities from wildfires. A sprinkler system. Yeah. So on the outskirts of a small town near Valencia, there is an unusual line of defense against a possible blaze. Looming above the trees near the edge of the town is a series of huge green towers that resemble streetlights. They act as mammoth water sprinklers, showering the trees and bamboo plants below with recycled water to reduce the chance of fire. This is the biggest defense system against wildfires in Europe, consisting of 40 towers that encircle the towns, the largest standing 24 meters tall. Known as the Guardian Project, it protects urban areas surrounded by trees or other vegetation, not vegetarians, from the devastating effects of a wildfire by hydrating the plant life. Protects vegetarians too. Yeah. <laughs> It does, if there's some in there. Yeah. With climate change increasing the threat of wildfires across the continent, Guardian-style defenses could become a fixture of high-risk parts of Europe in the future. So I think that that is pretty cool. They also have, uh, hidden under the undergrowth, they've got 24-7 uh, sensors down there that are reading the humidity levels and projecting what the fire risk is. Uh, little fire alarms hmm. out there. Basically, and they can even send out alerts to people using Telegram. I just think that this is pretty cool. Maybe that's better than like destroying the entire world's economy to stop a couple of wildfires. You know, and just yeah. put a sprinkler system out there. I think it's really cool. Problem solved. Plus, the trees get some water, you know, and they're using recycled water. 
And as Magoo mentioned here is, uh, you know, I don't want to black pill this because it's a good thing, but he says, meanwhile, Jackson, Mississippi is like, can we get some of that? Yeah. We haven't talked about the Jackson thing yet. No, no, mm. we haven't. No, definitely not on white pill Wednesday. Yeah. But we can talk about this next dumb thing in here, Charlie, from Newsweek. Let's make fun of California for a minute. Maybe that's the white pill that we get to be like super, super right about things <laughs> consistently. Californians told not to charge electric cars days after gas car sales ban. Californians may need to take measures to conserve energy, including by avoiding charging electric vehicles. To prevent strain to the state's power grid over the Labor Day weekend, officials said, a week after state regulators voted to plan to ban the sale of gasoline-powered cars. God bless America. Yeah, we it took la- like three no, days. We laugh about this, but you know, like, there's gonna, there's an estimated 1.2 billion people this year who are going to be uh, under-fed. Uh, Undernourished. Undernourished. Food insecurity. There's going to be probably hundreds of millions of people that die from Mm -hmm. starvation from these policies. And so we kind of laugh at like, oh, look how stupid they are. We predicted this would happen. But at the same time, this has real consequences. And it's going to have real consequences for Californians. Now, not as dire, but eventually could be these types of policies. This just arbitrary bans on things without a clue of what, how the economy actually works. It's amazing these people get elected. Jesus. Climate extremists are more dangerous to the climate than climate change. I'll just say that. Put that Uh, on a shirt. (laughs) It's probably already on some shirts. Man, you went super black pill there. Let's go. Sorry, sorry. California's grid operator on Tuesday warned that the excessive heat would stress the energy grid and uh, conservation may be needed over the holiday weekend to avert power outages. But see, as a you know, community, we can do this together. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as we're a community, you're stronger. Yeah. In a news release, the California ISO said it expects that it will issue calls for voluntary con- uh, conservation of electricity through f- flex alerts over the long weekend. During a flex alert, consumers are urged to reduce energy use from 4 to 9 p.m. when the system is most stressed because demand for electricity remains high and there is less solar energy available. <laughs> Wait, what was that? The demand remains high and there is less solar energy available. Okay. Hmm. The top conservation actions are set are, are to set thermostats to 78 degrees or higher to reduce air conditioner use. I'm never I'm never going to do that. No, me neither. I will never ever do that. Me neither. Avoid using large appliances and charging electric vehicles and turn off unnecessary lights. Quote Lowering electricity use during that time will ease strain on the system and prevent more drastic measures, including rotating power outages. So, look, guys, we have a problem here and we can't fix it. Yeah. And do so they, we need you to do like, is there, would you, do you think a company like a, an actual private company would ever do this? You think like Mark Zuckerberg would be like, Hey, Facebook users between the times of midnight and 2 AM, we need to bring the servers down to like do this maintenance. Like, please don't use Facebook. Like that would never happen. No, no, ever, because because then you would lose customers. They'd be like, "Yeah, well, I'm not putting up with this free app anymore. That's ridiculous." And that should be like, "Hey guys, uh, we can't handle people commenting anymore on Facebook. There's a you know special code that goes along with posting comments. Also, I'm going to require that the only thing that you can do on Facebook is comment on things, and uh, going to make it illegal to do anything else. And I have no plans on how to solve it." 
but if you could just refrain uh, for a bit, that would be great. You would just end up going bankrupt. But a state, they don't have to worry about that. And no. I don't know what their plans are for actually having energy to charge all of these cars. Do they have, like, is anyone asking that question? I don't think you need to ask that like question. You got to charge right? the cars. What are you going to do? No. What? Okay. You just stay home. Stay home so you can charge your car during the day while the sun's shining. That's right. <laughs> stay home. Okay, staying on some of this nonsense here uh, for a minute, let's talk about Russia. Now, we've been mentioning this for a bit now, but there were some sanctions and there were some uh, ramifications from all of those sanctions, say, in your pocketbook and at the gas station. And, of course, all of the inflation is you, you got to live in this world where you can blame all of the inflation and the gas prices on on Russia and what they're doing in Ukraine. And you have to also think that the sanctions are worth it, that it's worth it for all of us to suffer for Ukraine to help them fight this war. And so we can choke off Russia from all of their funds. So we're not funding their war machine anymore in an attempt to try and stop the spread of, I don't know, fascism or, or whatever uh, around, around the world. And then you also have to realize that none of that is working at all. In fact, it's helping <laughs> Russia. So, right. And so let's go to this wall street journal article. So Russia pumps almost as much oil into the global market as it did before the invasion of Ukraine. And with the oil prices up, Moscow is actually making more money now than they were beforehand. The sanctions are working. Doing a great job. <laughs> New trade arrangements have given Mr. Putin cover to use natural gas exports as an economic weapon against Ukraine's European allies. Before the war, Russia supplied Europe with 40% of its gas. It has since throttled flows through the Nord Stream pipeline to Germany and other conduits, driving prices higher and putting pressure on European households and businesses. Moscow earned $97 billion from oil and gas sales through July this year, and $74 billion of that was just from oil. Even with the dip in oil expert, exports, there's also less exports too, Russia has earned $20 billion in average monthly sales this year compared to $14.6 billion monthly average in 2021, the year before the sanctions. They're just going right up with inflation. Yeah. <laughs> so how is all of this happening, you might ask? Um, that's because they're still just selling all of their oil, and this is helping everyone except for the people who are virtue signaling about not using Russian oil, even though we're still using Russian oil. They just put a different sticker on it. That's right. That's, uh, that's about it. Or they mix it with something. Yeah. Uh, Russian energy sales have flourished by finding new buyers, new means of payment, new traders, and new ways of financing exports, according to oil traders, former Russian industry executives, and shipping officials. Which, which obviously is the case because they have something people want. Mm -hmm. Russia's like, hey, I got this oil. And you're like, do you want this? And like, yeah, we want it. Like, well, I, I can't finance this anymore. Oh, we'll find you someone. Yeah. We'll finance. Don't worry. You know we, we need, we still want it. Can I get a little bit of a discount? I'm like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah cool. sure. Because you know what? That discount is actually still higher than the price was last year. Right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's all, we told you guys this would happen. See, this is just like. We need I told you so episodes. Well, what, that's a white pill. That is a white pill. <laughs> You're welcome for knowing this information sooner. After buyers in the U.S., the European Union cut back their Russian oil imports. Much of it went to nations in Asia that have declined to take sides in the conflict. Exports of Russian fuel oil, a lightly refined version of crude, 
now go to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. The Russian oil is either burned in Saudi Arabia power stations or exported from a UAE port, and a, which is in a hotspot for blending Russian and Iranian oils to conceal their provenance. This is oil that before the war was shipped to U.S. refiners. So we used to get it, and here's what's going on now. Now they're selling it at a discount to Saudi Arabia and UAE. They are using it internally for their country and their power needs and their industries, and then they are selling us their more expensive oil at the higher market prices after they buy the cheaper Russian oil and use it for what they need. Genius move by I, it's them. It's smart. Yeah. It's, it's arbitrage. It's, it's mm-hmm. really good. The Russian imports purchased at a discount uh, free the state giant Saudi Arabian oil company to export its crude at market prices. Quote, the Saudis are happy to take their oil and sell it rather than burning it. Of course they are. There's also other ways to help obscure its oil trade workarounds. Moscow ended monthly updates on oil production and other data, making it difficult to gauge their activity. Middlemen are moving. They stopped publishing it. Yeah. Middlemen are moving Russian oil from one ship to another while it's at sea. Uh, Iranian, Venezuelan, and now Russian fuel oil is stored in the trading hub uh, of, what is that? Um, Bujera. Uh, I think it's, I can't remember how to say it. I had it worked out earlier. And it's disguised, according to the oil traders. One trader in Switzerland said he was offered fuel oil that, based on the sulfur, was definitely Russian, but the label said otherwise. So you just put a different sticker on the box. Would it be Fujaira? I don't think you're going to pronounce the actual J. It's not going to okay. be a hard J. I think okay, it's going to okay. be a soft it's going to be a soft... Uh, see, I was trying to move past that part of the podcast, but I if can't. you really want to stick on this... Where's Amanda? No, go ahead. All right. China, Turkey, and Middle East nations quickly stepped up their purchases, taking advantage of discounted prices and opening lucrative new trade routes for Russian crude. Some refine oil and make profits exporting it to the West as gasoline and diesel. <laughs> so they are buying the cheaper Russian crude refining it and then selling the refined products to us. And then they're making more money on it because they bought it at a discounted price. And we're still paying the market prices for everything. India is now Russia's best customer. Companies there and their government orders went from near zero Russian oil imports to almost a million barrels a day within weeks of the Ukraine invasion. How about that? So... Putin said, catch me outside. That's what he said. (laughs) Once again, what everyone has to consider is what are we doing here? And I realize it would not be a great political move for anyone now that we've, now that we have made our statement and said that we're not going to buy Russian oil. It would not be a good political move for anyone to say, you know what? Screw all the sanctions. Let's just go back to the way it was. Um, just do, you know, we're going to keep sending weapons to Ukraine, but we're not going to try this whole sanction thing. You know, we need, we need oil. We need the prices to come down. That wouldn't be good politically for anyone now that, now that we've done it. And, uh, and I get that. But what everyone has to realize is that it, it doesn't matter. Um, we're still getting oil from them. And, uh, or we're, still, we're getting their refined products. or They're shipping it to other people, and then those people are selling it to us. So you're not actually doing anything except for... 
lying to yourself and creating a false sense of moral superiority and in the meantime creating a lot more inflation higher gas prices all of that at the same time and people in europe are suffering horribly and all for this need to just make yourself look better even though you're not doing anything to actually hurt russia at all you're not looking at the results <clears throat> so whatsoever what, so what people have to answer is let, rem, just remember, you can't even put on the table, is it worth it to harm Russia economically in order to help Ukraine? We're not doing that. We're not hurting Russia economically. We're only hurting ourselves and all of the other countries. So take that off the table. Is it worth it to make ourselves feel better while actually doing nothing in order to just talk about how good we are and harm everyone in the country in the process is it worth it to do that and someone's gonna have to say yes to that in order to continue what's going on right now and and, and really all to grab a headline yeah to grab a few headlines to make you know like you said make yourself feel better it's just uh virtue signaling we've let this yeah. go all the way to the top and we've let it affect ev everything it's a of course the gas prices affect everything it's uh, shipping everything that you have was shipped somewhere you know so those prices reverberate down through the economy it causes inflation all over the place it's not the only reason got more money in the economy also and the more money you put in the economy the more room there is to be able to afford all of those higher prices we're seeing oil come down right now but it's not because the supply was fixed it's because these countries are going into recessions and people have less money available to pay for these things which means the market prices on them go down because demand goes down because the demand is going down and uh i i got a feeling we're just going to keep doing the same thing well as you guys know by june of this year the nasdaq had fallen 34 percent from the highs officially we're in a bear market how long will this bear market last we don't know but I do think it's a great idea to take advantage of these discounts while you still can. And by discounts, I mean the cheaper prices for ownership of some of these companies. Real money is made when the market crashes. That's when the rich make the right moves and they get richer. Just like from the COVID crash, we're still up. Even after this market crash this year, we are still up like 100% on the NASDAQ since then. So I want you guys to take advantage of this opportunity. But before you do that, you need to know what you're doing. That's why I created and I'm excited to tell everyone about my trading basics course for our Liberty Trading Academy. And you can find that at natescrashcourse.com. We can't make any guarantees in trading, but I can guarantee you that when the market recovers, you will regret not getting in at the right time. In this 100 video course, I start with the basics. What is trading? How much money do you need to start? What stock market brokers should you use and how do you use them? How do you read stock charts in the first place? And then we get into technical analysis, trend lines, support and resistance levels, volume indicators. We spend a lot of time on trading psychology, which if you don't know, is the most important part of trading. And then we go through at least four of my most commonly used strategies. This is not a monthly subscription. This is a single purchase of lifetime access to our private Discord server that hosts the entire 100 video course. And for a very limited very limited amount of time you can get 40 percent off your purchase by using the promo code crash course 40 at natescrashcourse.com that's n-a-t-e-s crashcourse.com invest in your future and your human capital today at natescrashcourse.com
All right, I know what Biden needs. <laughs> Biden needs a good old fashioned spanking for this shit. You know what? And I'm sick of it. All right. That was good. Speaking of that, Missouri <laughs> School District reinstates spanking students as last resort. Send Biden over here to Missouri. Mm-hmm. From the Guardian, a Missouri school district has decided to reinstate corporal uh, corporal punishment in its classrooms, allowing students to be punished with a paddle under a new policy. The school board approved the policy in June and notified parents that Missouri's Cassville School District is bringing back spanking. Mm. The change to reinstate spanking came after a survey sent to parents last year revealed they wanted additional discipline, and it was one of their major concerns. Quote, the complaints that we have heard from some of our parents is that we don't want their students uh, suspended. They don't want their students suspended. They want another option. Now, if I could interject real quick, why do you think the parents don't want their kids suspended? Because they don't, they don't, they can't watch them. <laughs> yeah. Because then they can, they've had to figure out how to take care of them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And they got jobs to do. Yeah. And so this was just another option that we could use before we get to that point of suspension. Administrators will implement corporal punishment as a, quote, last resort if other disciplinary measures do not work. The punishment will only be used in a reasonable form and upon the recommendation recommendation of the principal. So the principal is going to hold all the power here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Parents who want their children hit can sign in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing funny. with your mic there? I feel like I know what the problem is. I'm not speaking directly into it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, parents who want the, <laughs> You're actually holding on to your mic. Parents who want the children hit can sign an opt-in form provided by the school office. Corporal punishment in the school district will only be administered by a principal and in the presence of a witness. It will never be inflicted in the presence of other students, Johnson said. Quote, when it becomes necessary to use corporal punishment, it shall be administered so that there can be no chance of bodily injury or harm. Striking a student on the head or face is not permitted, according to the policy. And define bodily injury. Yeah. I mean, there has to be some pain inflicted, yeah. right? I think there's going to be some pain. There might be some potential bruising. You could on say that those cells, you know, on your body, like mm. there's, in, there's mm. injured parts of your body. I'm saying if we're going to do it, let's not sugarcoat this whole thing. Yeah. All right. The only punishment allowed is, quote, swatting the buttocks with a paddle. Johnson said, quote, one or two stings, sorry, swings, will be inflicted onto younger students and up to three swings for older students. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that corporal punishment in schools was constitutional and left it up to the states to decide to enforce it. Currently, there are 19 states across the U.S. where corporal punishment is still allowed. The majority of states that permit it are in the South. I like how they had to throw that in there. That's, that's, like that's relevant to the information, yeah. to the whole conversation. This is getting a whole lot of comments from the live group here. Yeah. Lots, Let me see. I haven't seen exactly what everybody's saying here, but I feel like there's a, there's some, there's some uh, interesting things going on here. Let me see what everyone's saying. It was a good transition. Yeah. If you're not a, if you're not part of the live group, you want to go to join gml.com pays a little six bucks a month. So you can hang out with everyone. So, um, do you remember when they still were spanking kids at Vienna? Were you there? No, I don't remember that at all. I do. You do? I I remember seeing, I still remember who it was that Hmm. I saw get spanked. 
your whole thing is falling apart over there. Just pay attention to you. Okay. I still remember the kid that I saw get spanked in my kindergarten year. I saw someone get spanked, and I think they got rid of it that year, maybe my first grade year. But you're not going to say their name. Oh, I mean, I could. It wouldn't really matter. Okay. His name was Garrett. But anyway. Do I know this? Yeah, I'm sure you went to school oh, yeah. just okay. like I did. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, how what, what's your initial reaction on this whole thing? I... Well, let me give you my opinion as you're, you're as a, a father. Let me give you my opinion as a father. Um, I would have the same opinion as Joe here in the live group, which is I don't know if, if I can trust the school to make that judgment. Now, at least at least for me and my son, um, I would rather be told what the problem was and then I could address it how I saw fit. Um, but I do understand that there's a big, so the, let's go with the data. Okay. Now I'll set myself aside as a father and I can, I can say that there is obviously a problem with discipline in schools, especially with, um, with students whose parents aren't that much involved either. Yeah. And, uh, perhaps those parents, you know, there's a, there is a lack of, um, consequences so to speak because honestly a suspension is a vacation for a kid they're yeah. like hell yeah yeah it, you're telling me if i if i break the rules i'm gonna be i get to go home for like a week or two and then what happens hell when yeah, they go man. home do they get a spanking when they go home oh no of course not probably not i think that's the actual problem i i do i do think that spanking is okay i'll just say that now i'm not a i'm not a parent all right <clears throat> but uh, I do think that it's okay. Um, I don't trust the school to do it. And I do feel like this is parents kind of uh, just abdicating their responsibilities, just kind of giving up their responsibilities and having the school take care of it. If a parent does a really good job at home, uh, I think that you won't have to worry as much about, about this whole thing. And maybe the kid would act better. I know some kids just aren't going to act right. And it doesn't matter how many times you hit them. Trust me, they're still going to act wrong. And uh, I get that whole thing. But I don't trust the school to do this. It, school is, uh, is the government. That's right. And I wonder what it teaches. I wonder what it teaches kids to have some random authority figure uh, punishing you for something by spanking you versus having your parents do it. And I'm not, not saying the parents aren't doing it. But I wonder what it teaches kids of like when someone isn't doing what you want, like you can hit any random person. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I'm not saying it does that. I'd like to see the data on it. Uh, but I, I do think that's a job for parents to take care of. I think we've gone way too soft on the kids. I will say that. Yeah, and there needs to be a, a different kind of punishment, not suspension. It needs to be something that's actually a consequence. But I don't think spanking is actually the right move because again i i wouldn't trust that that judgment i don't trust the government's judgment at all yeah and i also think for the school this is going to leave open a lot of liabilities on their part kids saying uh that they were hit in other places in their head or whatever i mean the heck a kid could go smash their head into a wall and tell them that the principal Hit him in the head. Now there has they to be could, a witness present there. They could drop down to the ground, you know, yeah. in the middle of a swing. They could turn around in the middle of a swing. I don't think that we have right. 
the environment suitable for this thing anymore. And I, I do think that the I do think that parents have really relaxed too much on kids. You know, I, I've seen a few things. I told Charlie that bothered me, which is this idea that if uh, I told you about this the other day, but let's say, hey kid, I want you to do something. I'm your parent. Let's say I'm your parent, and I want you to do something. And you're like, kids, like no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do it. Kids say no sometimes, and you're like, seriously, I want you to do this. And they're like, no, I'm not going to do it. And you're like, well. If you do this, I'll get you some ice cream later. And they're like, oh, okay, parent, I guess I'll consider doing this for you so I can get some ice cream. I think that that whole system of reward is terrible. Absolutely terrible. I think it teaches kids that you don't need to do anything regarding discipline whatsoever unless there is an immediate reward afterwards. And I think that that has caused a lot of our problems in society as well. Why would I do this if I'm not going to receive something immediately afterwards? And if I do something, that means I'm also entitled to some type of reward immediately afterwards. I think it has to be a mixture, right? Yeah. Because we are, I mean, as as animals, we're reward beings, right? So few things you get rewards for, well, that gets encoded in your brain. And then also, I mean, they do this with mice, right? Like mice get rewarded and then you can manipulate their behavior, right? Go through behavior change. They also get shocked too so it, it has to be a combination there has to be discipline you're now, saying we should shock kids tasers <laughs> now that's a thing right there i was talking about mice but oh, okay are you what you want to bring tasers back to school <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying new time yeah. we got newer technologies and paddles these days right you know hit them with a taser real quick they just put it put it in bed in their desk yeah and the teacher just presses a button hit the button <laughs> Shut up. I told you to shut up. Just, just, just. Innovation, technology. Yeah. That's what White Pill Wednesday is all about. It is. <laughs> uh, bottom line is I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust it. You know, I saw, so my son is autistic, and which is be another reason I don't trust it, because I've learned a lot as a dad, not only as a toddler, but also about autism. And, um, of course, they're not like other kids. And I saw this video in Tennessee by the way, just one county over it. Well, actually, we're in the county right now. Not one county over from where my school goes to school, where my kid goes to school. There was a video of the principal dragging an autistic kid by his feet down the hallway because he wouldn't listen. Now, there's one thing you have to understand about autistic folks, and that's they 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 don't process like the rest of us do. Like, I, especially if they're stimming, or they're overstimulated or they're overwhelmed or something, they actually don't hear you. Like and you can actually the, just make the problem worse. The and more you just that make you it way worse. Right. So you have to approach those, th those things much, much differently. I would definitely be and, against the principles hitting the autistic kids. Yeah. I think we can come out strongly against that. Well, this today. principal was dragging them by, by, their, by his feet. Yeah. Down the hallway. And unfortunately, if it weren't for that damn union, he would have lost his job, but he probably just had to take off a couple no, of days I think that from one work. got fired. Yeah. It was a her. With pay. She got fired. Yeah, for, probably got a bonus. Still got her pension, you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. But anyway, I, I, um, I, I think there needs to be more discipline for students because there has to be an incentive not to have the consequence. You know, I, you know I'm not going to say on, on the air whether or not I've ever hit my kids, but um, there are consequences. One that works really well. One of the first stages is you taking away their favorite thing works mm -hmm. pretty well as a consequence. Now, if that doesn't work, there's stage two and stage three. 
like you move on down the line and what those consequences are going to be. And just, you know, I think taking away something that they already have, I don't link that to the reward system either, because you're not telling them that they're going to get this new thing. If they do what you tell them to do, they already have this thing, whether it's a, some kind of gaming system or a phone or whatever, a tablet, whatever it is. And you take that away whenever they don't, whenever they don't listen. I think that that's a different thing. The reward system I think is bad because I think a really big issue that we have right now is a severe lack of this idea of delayed gratification. This idea that you can perform a task right now, or you can work really hard towards something and it might take some time for that to actually pay off. Everyone wants an immediate, it's all about immediacy. Like right now, when I do this, I don't need to work my butt off for years and years to get my pay up to whatever wage. I need it guaranteed right now, immediately. And you never have to work towards that. I think that that's part of that reward system uh, as well. And you look at all the other problems that we're like, look at the climate change thing. Like we got to shut off fossil fuels, everything right now. I don't care what all, all the, we don't think about any of the long-term situation, the long-term problems whatsoever. I want to feel better about this right now. And so get rid of it. It's, it's all about right now. None of it is building up towards the future at all. And the right now problem, that's a, a really big issue with like the socialists, the people on the left. It's all about this, this wage. Cancel the debt. Fix, uh, pay for Medicare, pay for health care. Don't actually do any long-term fixes that might not pay off immediately. I want this right now. <clears throat> so I think most of the people on the left need to be smacked a few times yeah if that's what you're asking what are we talking about spanking lefties okay yeah yeah but maybe we should spank lefties <laughs> just take a poll of the parents and say hey which one are you um no i mean there are definitely and i so i agree with some of the line people that say like there's yeah there's some brats for sure that need that need to have their clock their face clocked uh, yeah absolutely but that's to me it's a job of the the parents to do that and um, I really think that that's the, the parent's responsibility. And I think that giving that responsibility to someone at the school, I don't know what they'll actually learn from it other than that their principal is a, is a terrible tyrant. Uh, I think they need to learn that from their parents. And uh, unfortunately, I just, I think this is another thing where the parents are just deciding that it's the school's job to raise their children. I think another problem we have, we have this uh, new slogan called believe all kids. <laughs> That's a massive problem we have. I'm not going to go into specific stories, but, but that is a problem. I, yeah, it's a huge problem Yeah, where it's like, um, who are you actually going to believe? Now, I don't, so uh, let me. this is going to seem like I'm counter-arguing myself here, <laughs> but I'm not because I, I don't trust teachers or principals to hit my kid, but I do trust when they tell me that he's done something he shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, you know, my son got a, a behavioral note on his take-home note. They send notes home every day now. Is that the woke term for the tension these yeah. days? Mm -hmm. yeah. A behavioral thing to work on at home. Uh, he was spitting his water out. And so we had mm. a long conversation about what we do with our water, whether or not we spit it out on people or the ground or anything else like that at school. And that answer is no. And if I if it happens again, there's going to be consequences. Yeah, and You know, like, if you do this again because you think it's funny, it's not going to be funny next time. I can promise you that. Because you're going to hit, hit him with a paddle? Instead, or? I could be like, Parker, were you spitting your water out of school? When I first asked him, he was like, no. I could just be like, oh, well, he said he wasn't doing it. 
So now there's no corrective action. I, I don't have to say or do anything or tell him that there's going to be potential consequences because I'm going to take his word over the teachers. Like, excuse me. That is a That's real thing. That's ridiculous. That is a real thing that happens. Uh, trust me. Maybe in a couple of years after my mom retires, I'll have her on the show to talk about some ridiculous stuff. But just so you know, this is all the parents' fault. <laughs> this is going to be ridiculousness Yeah, with Nate's mom. Mm-hmm. With Nate's mom. New segment. That's what we're going to do. Mom, if you're listening, get ready for it. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe, and the children and the teachers. Share it all with them. Share it with with, uh, Biden. Share it with Putin over there. We're talking about Russian oil. And tell the kids, if they don't listen to this show, that you're going to spank the hell out of them. (laughs) All right? Physical punishment for not listening to Good Morning Liberty. Mm -hmm. Corporal. Corporal punishment. Capital punishment. <laughs> capital punishment. <laughs> Not capital punishment. <laughs> All right. Share it. That's what I mean to say. Just share it. Go to joingmail.com, sign up, be part of the live group so you can join discussions like this uh, where the live group went off about this spanking thing, all kinds of different of, of opinions. What's the overall opinion? It's a lot I of fun. It's of it. mixed, honestly. It looks yeah. to be about 50-50 at first glance. There's a few that are just like, for instance, here's one. Uh, let's we, conduct a poll. One we've is, tried not spanking. I say let's give it a go. One is for the schools doing this. Two is against. Let's see what the vote is. One is for okay. the schools doing this. Two is against. I want to see what the uh, poll is here in the live group and see where everyone comes in. One is for, two against. All right. And so while you're doing that, I'm, I was telling you to go to joingmail.com, be part of the discussion. Go to GodHatesFeds.com, pick up some merch, and um, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you smash that follow button. And looks like uh, the early leader is against okay. spanking. A few for. How about for parents spanking their kids? One is for, two is against. So most of the group is... Do you have any music to play while we wait? Um... Or something Biden said? <laughs> it's, Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> what else do we got? All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. Battle. Come on, man. What do we got? Parents. Okay, so the interesting poll here is that we don't trust the government and that uh, we want the parents to have the responsibility to do this. What we're seeing is that most of the group is against the schools doing this, but in favor of parents doing it. And then someone said in the group here, not ass beatings, but spanks. Clarification point made. Gotcha. All right, y'all. Do all those things I said, please, right now. We'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.